Talking during movies. Yeah, this is the podcast, as you know, where we, or in this case, I, will talk over a movie. I'm going to use key quotes and moments from a film to talk over it. I'm proudly brought to you by the wonderful, often copied, never duplicated kids at Montucky. <clears throat> they don't know this one yet. We're just we're doing one. We're doing something in uh, July with them. A couple of things, really fun. But I wanted to do this with them as well. Uh, this is my solo run. They're going to power me through it. i got my Montucky hat on. i got my Montucky beer in front of me. Deliciousness is what it's all about. I also, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody out there, man. We're doing over 150 downloads a day. That's mind-numbing. That's crazy. This will be episode number 19, and we are rocking out that much. I can't thank you guys enough. I really can't. I can't thank the people that actually want to work with us, like Montucky, the experience firm. Dirty bills and all the stuff that Leslie and her team do for me over there. Um, you know, I I'm just we're, we're so blessed with with everything that that's been going on here, and it's such a quick rate. The great guests we've had, the the movies that we've been able to talk over, which is anything we can get our hands on, which is super fun, uh, especially that lines up. We've got some exciting ones coming up as well. We're going back to back Thursday and Friday, and then the following week I think we're going to go back to back Thursday and Friday again. We'll see. I think that's. Fourth of July weekend, so maybe not. I don't know. We got to figure it out. But nonetheless, you guys, I just want to say thanks so much for everything that you're doing, everything that you've done, all the listeners out there. Uh, for anyone that is interested in uh, being a guest, wants to get some more about our numbers, understand what we're doing, what's going on, uh, reach out. Talking during movies podcast at gmail.com. Talking during movies podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Talking During Movies. And you can follow us on Twitter at Talk During Movie. So there you go. There's all our stuff. There's uh, all the fun stuff. We don't do Facebook yet. I don't know how I feel about Facebook, right? Uh, Facebook kind of terrifies me. We, we might get into a little bit of that with this. Because today we're doing a 1990 hit with Dudley Moore. Yeah, it's called Crazy People. And I really wanted to do this because I've been in the crazy people realm, right? Uh, advertising, marketing, PR. Kind of done it all the last 23 years. And I wanted to dissect it. I'll be real candid with you guys. I had one in the can. We actually did a recording on Friday with a partner at a uh, PR firm. And then that person got a little freaked out. Um, the open candidness and conversation that they had with me, they really enjoyed until they went home and thought about it. So, I listen, did I think that the conversation went well and that things didn't go over bounds? Of course, I thought it was a perfect conversation. But this person got real nervous, emailed me, I don't know, 10 times, was just telling me they were losing sleep, whether that's true or not. We're just going to assume it is. I don't, you know, I don't edit this podcast. I'll never edit this podcast. When I was asked to edit this podcast, I just said no. And in doing that, uh, I just gave him a choice. I said, listen, you can actually have people enjoy and learn something from this podcast. And trust me when I say that you didn't say anything out of school or 
you can have me just delete it. But this is the one time. And I say it's the one time because that person got away with it. I'll never do that again. I'll never ever delete a podcast again before it airs. I'll never give someone that power again, especially someone that's not paying, right? I mean, essentially that person wasted two hours of my time and two hours of their time. So that's the bummer of it. But this also means we get to stretch a little bit. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to a Brooks Bear. We're going to do something new next week. I'm going to start going back to the old ones, the top three. And what we're going to do is we are going to, in those three, I'm going to recap and boil, boil three hours or actually six hours down into 30 minutes. Just some quick highlights, just some fun stuff, the movies we did. I might do a quick intro and then bada boom, bada bing, we're there. So that's the next thing we're going to work on. Brooks, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. So with all that, folks, let's do some crazy people, right? Uh, this is about advertising. This is about truth in advertising. This is about understanding what's, what's going on or what's not going on. Are we being honest with ourselves? Are brands being honest with us? And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've always found this movie fascinating. I've always found it fascinating on, on multiple levels. Not only the stress level of what happens in the world, but everything else. So hold on real quick. Before I get too deep into this with the Charles F. Drucker president, you know in the back they call him Chuck Fuck. That that's what you call Charles F. Drucker. You call him Chuck Fuck. If his name isn't Chuck Fuck and you know that guy, kick yourself in the dick. Figure out a way. His name should be Chuck Fuck. All right, so here we go. Boom. We're at 2 minutes and 15 seconds, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. We're stuck on a bridge. Traffic. You know, this is the, you know, this is the one thing that every city deals with. I mean, we're here in Austin, Texas. We deal with it all the time. Good old traffic and the stress, right? And this is the one thing I find hilarious is that you've got, you've got this guy who's like in the big wig. Hey, man, I got to get going. What are you doing? I'm late. It's all about me, me, me. Do you not think that the cab driver, the, just, uh, the person right behind there just reading that toll, is like tink, 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 they're just, just rolling, rolling, rolling. You don't think that they're nervous, that they're not, they're not feeling bad about all this, right? I mean, it's just, it's the egocentric of, you're stuck in traffic, guess what else? Everyone else is stuck in traffic too that's there. It's not, you aren't stuck in traffic. There is traffic, and you are a part of it, all right? You're not stuck, you aren't stuck in it. Everyone's there, you know? Um, good old Chuck fuck here. Oh, by the way, we got Paul Reiser in this. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that. Captain Mad About You. Uh, he wrote a good book as well. I can't remember the name of it now. I did read it a while back. I, I laughed out loud. It was like reading comedy. I like Paul Reiser. And some people give him some shit, you know. Um, him and Helen Hunt made a cute little duo, that's for sure. He was a sweetheart. Well, Paul Reiser was funny, you know. He had, a, he had a clean mouth. I had a great show on television for many years. And he's got this movie, Crazy People. And then there's our friend, Debbie Moore. Now... This game of chasing someone and, and, and finding out, you know, did you get your job done? Did you get your work done? What did you get done? What's going on? Don't you know we have an important meeting? I can't believe this shit. I mean, this is the fakest part of every movie, of everything that, that happens across the board. The, the, listen to me, the fakest. Um, or maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm just a big jerk because uh, the way I do this stuff, it doesn't work out that way, right? So I go... You're late, I call you out on it. I will start emailing him. Jason Dick knows, right? He will text me like, I'm on my way, I'm gonna be late. He preemptively comes out, he's like, oh, I'm gonna be a couple minutes late. Pardon me, I'm gonna take a drink. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. Let me tell you something, on a hot night, you want something fresh, have a little Montucky. 
not lying to you guys, one of the cans, the design is awesome. Speaking of advertising real quick before I get on this late tangent anymore, because I'm just perpetually early, I get nervous returning stuff late. I get I get nervous about it all, so yeah, I'm not good at it. But um, you know, you talk about average let's let's even let's not even let's not just jump right to one of my sponsors. Let's just jump right in their pants, all right? Let's actually look at this whole beer can craze. Let's look across the board at all the people doing amazing work. Really amazing work. You got the kids at Hops and Grain here in Austin, Texas. You have the kids at Austin Beer Works. I just call them kids. I'm assuming they're all younger than me. Uh, you've got Circle Brew, right? Now you go out of, out of the state. Because those, those are like my favorite probably cans, designers. Upslope in Colorado. Are you kidding me? This is a simple, clean design. The, the art, what people I think forget, right? What, what you guys forget in this beer explosion, in this whole idea of craft breweries going after what we're missing out on immensely where I don't think everyone's gotten into the packaging. All the new art, all the new ideas, all the new names, uh, all the new changes in, in, in flavor profiles. And then this new this now you walk down the beer aisle and it's not white cans and, and some red ones and then the silver bullet and are the cans blue. By the way, what chemical makes that can blue? What chemical? Because that chemical is also going in the body. I don't believe aluminum is holding it back. I don't believe it. This is my epiphany. And, and in my epiphany on, on the color changes, which, which just, I think they, I mean, now you're buying books for the cover, right? You're just going and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to try this now. I'm going to go, I mean, here, here's, here's my 10 cents on buying beer, right? You go with two old faces. You go with two that you know you're going to drink and you're going to enjoy. And so I'm going to pick up a six pack of Montucky Tall Boys, maybe a 12 pack of the, just the 12 ounce cans, right? I'm probably gonna pick up, mm, I might go I might go some heavy, right? Even though it's summer, later in the night, I might go like a little Hayes County double IPA. Mm, I might go with a little Fire Eagle. Um, I might go with, I don't know, I might go with Ladybird IPA. It's always a delicious choice, very, very good. Uh, and, then, and then I'm gonna go crazy, right? Maybe there's a new, you know, like the Voodoo Ranger IPA. That design on that bottle, I know it's not a can, but that design, bananas that's gorgeous right and it was like oh my goodness this is fucking fantastic it's a good beer too but you buy that book for the cover you have to at some point in time you got to get a get a breakaway blood miller coors listen i'm not knocking them they're there right but then you go a step two hold on gotta pause buy bulbos they're boxy but they're good we know they're not sexy this is not a smart time to be sexy anyway with so many new diseases around be safe instead of sexy, Volvo. This is our first entree into his epiphany of actually going after and being honest. We're going to get back to the beer thing because the, the truth in advertising and beer is, is, um, is amazing. But I really want to I want to get into this. And this is why we did this movie, right? And just, my phone is on, of course, because I've got to turn the ringer on. Turn, turn the ringer off. Uh, here we go. The Volvos are boxy, right? And they aren't good. One of, the, one of the cars I want, if I won the lottery, guess what one of the cars I'm getting? I'm getting that Volvo station wagon. G'd out. All-wheel drive. I want leather interior. I want air-conditioned seats. It's hot, whether it's cold. I want hot air or cold air blowing on the tank. Just blowing on there. It's amazing. Let's see what other ads we got. Paul Reiser, show me another ad. Survey 
says, I mean, this is amazing. Come on, Paul, get out of the way. This is the problem with no sound. Here we go. Forget France, the French can be annoying. Come to Greece, we're nicer. First of all, uh, you know why the French are annoying to Americans? I think we forget. At one point, we gave a whole town LSD, poisoned the fuck out of their bread, and then just washed as they freaked out. They deserve to be pissed. Quaker Oats, does this cereal taste great? Who knows, but at least it has a cute box. That's true, it is a cute little box. My daughter loves Quaker Oats. She calls it oat milk, because you add milk to the oats for oatmeal. It's amazing. Now my favorite one is Jaguar. For men who like hand jobs from beautiful women, they hardly know. That's true. I mean, that's why you buy a Jaguar. Unless you're a lady who owns a Jaguar, and then it gets confusing, let's be honest. But, you know, this is, uh, this is the 1990s, so I still think they're assuming that only men buy sports cars, right? The crazy thing, right, is it's 18 years ago, and we're looking at this, and we're like, well, you know, I mean, hey, this is what we do. Like now, you don't want to assume the gender on the person getting or receiving the job by the hand. You know, you could be uh, paddling the canoe, uh, or, uh, or you could be, uh, you know, doing the stroke of motion. Who knows? Anyway, so, you know, they're, now they're going to get into some emotional stuff, and divorce, and people leaving, and, and the impact that has on business, and... You know, I think there's, I, I will say this, in, in emotional change, you have an opportunity, right? And we talked at the, uh, the Lux CEO about this, and I was like, you know, what, what makes you tick? He goes, well, after a breakup, I go after business. Like, that's what helped me launch this dating app. I'm like, good for you, man. And some people break, right? They crawl under a bed, they crawl under the sheets, they do whatever they gotta do. Uh, this guy, he has let his big, beautiful house turn to absolute hot shit, but he's come up with some great advertising only because it's honest. I mean, if it wasn't honest, who would care? But it is honest, and that's what—that's what's fascinating about it, right? I mean, this is what—this is the thing you have to think about. Imagine if it was actually honest. Like, you know, smoking—it'll kill you, but at the same time, make you feel really good. I mean, that could be an ad. Not a great ad. Not, you know, obviously, I don't have a team of writers here helping me out. But you know, I, I had somebody send me this the other day. Go, you know, smoking kills its best customers, right? And Trojan stops its best customers from, you know, existing. How crazy is that? A Trojan, Trojan is there to stop pregnancy. When you stop pregnancy, you don't need condoms. I mean, I'm sure it's stopping some venereal diseases, but who knows? That's debatable. There's, I'm Sam Tripoli, I'm sure there's a uh, conspiracy theory on that. For sure. Hold on, we got some other ones here. Dudley Moore's back, he's not nearly as dressed up, and he's on time. Your fear of flying may be valid. United, most passengers get there alive. Well, I think that Southwest could probably take that, take that mark now. So here's the best part about 1990, and probably the best part about anyone that is brutally honest. You're either five years old, and you have a great grasp of the English language, and you're just being honest, your breath stinks. Even four years old, my daughter's four, right? Your breath stinks, your hair looks awful. Why do you wear that? Dad, you're getting fat. You know, eight in the morning, Dad, would you like a beer? Mm, yeah, I would, but not now. Oh, you, you already brought me one? I'll have it with my eggs. We'll just chew lots of gum before you drop out the YMCA camp. Kidding. Don't drink and drive with your kids, you fucking knuckleheads. But no matter what it is, right, if you're too honest, if you're too upfront, people are going to think you're a little nuts. You know, I mean, the way we raise our kids, be honest, tell the truth, and share. Let's, let's think about these things real quick, all right? So one, 
be honest. Are you honest? And pause and think about this for a minute. I mean, really, you can pause the podcast for a hot second. I don't care. But think about it. Are you honest? The simple answer is you're not. You're not honest. You go through the day with white lies to make your day better, right? I mean, I gave a white lie to the lady who was, because I didn't want to hurt her feelings, lady, person, man, geez, man, I'm just shooting myself in the foot here. Anyways, I, I give white lies all day long, right? You, the, the people around you, I, sorry, the lady today, right? She was, I was working with this lady today and she was, what do you think about this? And I was like, man, this is the worst thing I've seen. The worst. But you can't put that down, right? And they're like, this is the worst thing I've seen. You're like, hey, here are the glaring discrepancies that I've found. And on a couple of simple, I don't know, little clicks of Google, I found X, Y, and Z, right? The person who canceled the podcast, that person, I could have, you know, I didn't have to tell why. I'd be like, hey, it's your choice. And they're like, listen, you showed up. You decided to hit record with me. As soon as the mics are hot, it's hot. You are, you are a professional in this industry. You know better. You are supposed to be the smartest. You're a partner in a firm. You are the smart one. You're the one who teaches the people who teach the people who teach the people who do it. And no, hit hitting it, putting it out there. But instead I said, eh, you know what? It's no big deal. And now I'm out here sweating like a hooker in church because it's still 95 degrees at, you know, eight o'clock at night in freaking Austin, Texas. I shouldn't complain. You know, I'm sitting out here because I want to be out here because it's close to my beer fridge and that means it's close to my Montucky and I can dip my feet in the pool if I need to and I've got the big screen up and we've got, we got the recording going on. I really shouldn't. I apologize. I apologize for complaining. And you people can email me, talkingdoingmoviespodcast at gmail.com and tell me I'm a bitch because I am sometimes. But I am sweating a little bit. And I sw- but I sweat super easy. Play basketball and somebody like, can you change your shirt again? I think it's my fourth shirt. I'm like, well, let's make it five, champ. You're sweating a lot. But anyways, you know, when you think about kids again, what's so honesty, we don't do it, right? We just don't. Sharing. Do we share? No. Can you share? We force kids to share. And why? No share. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, can I buy your cell phone? You're like, no. That's sharing, dickhead. Right? If someone walks up and says, hey, I need to go to the store. Can I borrow your car? You're like, no, you can't borrow my car. Why? I don't know. You're sharing, though. You're not sharing. You're being a fuck. All right? So when you tell people to share, when you tell your kid, don't tell your kid to share, right? You're like, hey, listen, tell you what, here's how it works. That little person over there that's about your age, you might be a year old, you might be a year younger, they're, they're a crying fanatic. They're a freak. They are fucking wacko. They are batshit crazy. They cannot control their emotions, much like you can't. And right now, in what's going on, and what's happening, guess who can't control their emotions? That's right, that person. Because you have a cooler toy than them, or you have a cooler this. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Sacrifice. Don't say share. Be honest. Say sacrifice, okay? Tell that kid to sacrifice their toy for the greater good of your sanity. And then at least they learn reality. Because reality is never about sharing. Reality is about sacrifice. Reality is about white lies. It's not about telling the truth. You know, you're in group therapy. You sit down or anywhere else and you go, oh, I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> no way. It doesn't work. White lies and sacrifice work. That's what makes the world go around. Really big lie can get you fucked. Bernie Madoff, really big liar. Foxville. Enron, really big liar. Foxville. All of these people, mayors, every big banker, every politician, 
major fucking liar. There's not a politician out there that's not a liar. You can't find it. There's not a pastor out there that's a liar. I told this to a friend of mine, and, I, and, I, and I'll say it again. I love saying this. If a man or a woman is quoting the Bible to you, they are doing one of two things, probably both. Trying to get money from you, and or trying to justify a horrific thing that they've done with by misquoting or just using a single verse in the Bible. And that makes them a lying piece of shit, right? So once again, real quick, just to get back to this, before we get back to her, we're going to jump back into the movie and talk a little bit about probably some group therapy here and opening up, like I'm not opening up enough. I'm going to have to open up in the beer here again. 20 minutes in, we're just throwing these. This is the heat talking, right? But um, you don't share, you don't tell the truth. You do white lies and you sacrifice. If you can teach your kids how to have a light moral flexibility, a moral flexibility and a willingness to sacrifice for the greater good of everyone around them, you're going to have an extremely successful kid, right? You just have to give them the moral compass to know what is a white lie and what is a lie and what is a real horrible lie. Do you like giving grandma a kiss? No. Are you going to do it so that I don't have to hear my mom bitch at me because you don't kiss her anymore? Uh-huh. So what's that? Hmm, that's a sacrifice, right? Sacrifice. Just teach your kids that. That's all. Super simple. So with all that said, let's get back. We're 20 minutes in. I've already had one rant. I'm sweating more because I get fired up, right? I get fired up. Let me get the thumb. Dry mouth. Pull mouth. My dog's asleep, by the way. Tweeted, I, I Instagrammed out that I was going to be talking to my dog through this whole movie, and he just walked away and laid down. Like the last thing he wants to do is hear me bitch about anything or talk over a movie. That is for sure. So Dudley Moore, probably the sanest person because he's honest, which makes him crazy. He's in group therapy with all of these people, and he's there because he just wanted to be honest in advertising. That's why it's a, it's a crazy concept. But, once again, go through a day being honest and see people's reactions. They're going to think you're fucking nuts. Hey, how's your day today? You know, it's super shitty, actually. And then corner someone and beat them up about it. They'll never, they don't want to know, right? They're not being honest. Now, if you want to be honest, really ask someone. They're like, no, seriously, tell me about your day. And that's what kind of group therapy is, right? Hold on, got to take a drink. That's so good. Hey, what you need? On hot days. You need light refreshment. You really, really do. What I'm more concerned, what I'm, you know, one of the things that um, 1990, let's go 89 through, oh, Banjo's ears are up, his nose is working, someone's walking by. No! Banjo! Ban there, that's my dog, right? I, I yelled too, I yelled right in the microphone. Good lord. Buddy, get over here, you don't need to bark. See if I can edit that part out. Although, I do like his bark a little bit. He's a little fired up. He's a good dog. He's just, uh, oh man, his nose is going crazy. He's a basset hound, right? So, but you know, he's chilling out when the tail comes down a little bit. All right, so 90s. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to a, a little bit of this group therapy action and where you guys are at. I don't know if you've done group therapy before. I've done a little bit of it, right? Um, it's fascinating because, especially with a person like me, a talker like me, uh, it's really, really difficult when you want to do something and you hear someone talking like, oh, we can fix that real quick, right? There are certain parts of this that we can just fix really, really quick. And there's other parts that you're like, nah, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. 
no way. I'm not, I'm not having any of that nonsense. So, you know, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta be quiet, you gotta leave it up to the therapist. I think it's an extremely frustrating process. I don't recommend it for anybody, personally. You want group therapy? Hang out with some friends. Hang out with some friends. So in the midst of group therapy, Paul Reiser makes a huge mistake. And all of those honest ads, all those beautiful, wonderful, honest ads, they're out there. They're out there for everyone to see. And now the proof is in the pudding, right? And, but here's the crazy thing. No one, not one person greenlit this. Vogels are boxy. Not one person put out their Jaguar, you know, for men who want hand jobs from strange women. Not one person said, you know what, we're going to experiment. We're going to go, we're going to try something new. We're going to push the envelope. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do this. No, it had to be an accident. And this is another key moment in this movie, right? So 25 minutes in almost, and we're at a key moment in this movie. Another little ticky-tack, ticky-tack. That's my dog walking back and forth. But let's think about this. Adventures, change, growth, marketing, advertising, PR, all of these things. Accidents happen and there's a win. And in that accident and in that win, everyone's like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. But no one, rarely does anyone have the, 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 the cojones, the awareness, the understanding to actually do something different on purpose, right? They just don't. Instead, what do they do? And they just, they follow what everyone else is doing. Now you talk to marketing people, you talk to the top marketing people and you go, hey, what do you think of this? And a marketing person will sit there and they will go, hey, you know what? Let me tell you where I spend my money. Pay-per-click, I spend it on, you know, I spend it on email, I spend it on Facebook ads, uh, I spend it on Instagram ads, I spend it on keywords. It's like, really? Oh yeah. Wow. Now, what moves a brand forward? What's the most compelling and what is the best way to move a brand forward? And they'll tell you. They'll be like, oh, that's super easy. Word of mouth. Like, all right, how much do you spend on word of mouth? Oh, no, I don't spend any money on word of mouth. You don't spend any money on word of mouth? No, no, I just, I can't figure it out to track it. Right? So, um, you know, it's, it's like the idea of podcasting a little bit, right? So you go, hey, you advertise your podcast. It's like, well, I don't really know how to track it. Like, I can give you a URL, right? But then I'm calling you guys to do something that you might not want to do. And usually you're driving when you're listening to this, you're at work. And we're like, all right, go to, you know, montaukeecoldsnacks.com backslash talking during movies hyphen June. Best time to buy. What, you know, whatever some marketing person comes up with versus what Montauk and Cold Snacks and us are doing, which I'm like, hey, listen, you guys want to advertise with me? You guys want to do something? We have to do something experiential. We have to do something out in the public, right? But we're together. So we're doing drinking for a cause. Jesse Nate Palouse's father. If you guys follow her on Instagram, you'll know, especially Father's Day, geez, you want to cry. Go check out those posts, man. Her dad has Alzheimer's, right? And he's slowly slipping away. And Jesse Mae's sharing videos, you know, recent and past, and she's talking about how amazing her dad is. And he seems like an amazing guy. And she's talking about how he helped fuel her sense of humor. And so, he, you know, so we're like, all right, well, she was a guest. She's a very nice woman. I want to give back to Alzheimer's. We're going to let Jesse, we're going to tell Jesse May we're doing this in her name. We're going to go to this place called Kung Fu and go drinking for a cause. And we're going to drink for a cause. We're going to drink Montucky for a cause. And Montucky, I'm expecting you to give money back. And they're like, okay, let's do it. Let's get this done. Word of mouth. 
Now you've got myself, you've got a beer, you've got a bar, and you've got a comic who's just receiving, who's going to give some love. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is what it's about. This is the marketing that it's about. This is word of mouth. This is engagement at a completely different level. This is trying to understand people. This is trying to engage and know as a beverage where you sit as a beverage. Because guess where you sit as a beverage? You, you don't sit as a beverage in this weird rollerblading lifestyles Michelob Ultra commercial. You don't. All right? I mean, maybe there's a couple people that pick up a can and like, I wonder how many calories are in this, you know? I only did Stairmaster for 20 minutes, so I'm pretty sure I can only do, you know, like, one of these, but if Michelob Ultra is only this, and I'll do like seven of those. Stop. You know, roll blade out, and like, all right, I'm out of here. Meow, meow. Shut up. It's not about that. <clears throat> it's about engagement. It's about working with people. How many, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a company, average, whatever it is, how many are challenging them to do something in the public to engage people around them to drink their product for a cause or for anything else? How many are doing it? And you think about that and you go, wow. Now, I mean, you could be car sales, right? And so if you're car sales and you're doing something for car sales, my dog might bark again. He's got a little whoop in him. But if you're doing something for car sales and you, you, know, you always want to upgrade them to the next level, why aren't you doing driving things on the weekend with these, with, with these uh, upgraded cars? Hey, bring your Toyota Camry in and we're gonna put you in an Avalon while we wash and detail your car. What's that customer acquisition cost different from advertising and doing all this? You just talk about the benefits. Talk, 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 talk about what? Benefits. And what, I, what we're trying to challenge you to do is instead, or what I'm trying to challenge you to do, especially with this podcast, is go, no. Get their butts in the car and have them drive them. You wanna upgrade them? Upgrade them. You know that in six months their lease is up, and when their lease is up, what are you gonna do? Oh my goodness, that's super easy. You're gonna put them in an upgraded car. How? Because you're gonna know whether they got a raise or not. You're gonna know what they like about the camera. You're gonna know what they're gonna love about the Avalon because you're gonna detail that car for them and you're gonna show them the benefits. And whether it's a lease or a buy, it does not matter. What matters is putting butts in seats. That's it, nothing else. It's super simple. But guess what? You can't do that with simple advertising. You can't do that with a picture. You can't do that with a radio ad. You can't do that with a TV ad. I don't need to see Matthew McConaughey, welcome as a guest anytime on this show. I don't need to see him doing that booger roll with his fingers for a Buick. I don't buy it. And no one should. You know why no one should? Because he's making booger rolls. And if you don't know that that's a booger roll, God bless you. You've never picked your nose or you're a liar. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, you're a liar. Look at yourself in the mirror. Say it with me. I... M A liar. Now put your finger in your nose, find that booger, pull it out, put it against your thumb, and roll it around. Now look at it. Look at how it's rolling around. Do you see it? Do you see it rolling? Oh, what's that remind you of? A Buick commercial. Guess what it doesn't remind you of? That's right. A Buick. McConaughey. The Buick commercial. Booger roll. That's what I'm talking about. So, <clears throat> anyways, I got a little frog in my throat. I've had one for the last couple of days. So if you're going to hear some arms, apologize. Metamucil, it helps you go to the toilet. If you don't use it, you'll get cancer and die. I don't know how true that is. But we also know that Metamucil does help you go, go to the toilet. And that's important. 
you know, having an active colon is important. I guess, you know, the, the least active colon, right? Uh, I guess if you did the person who poops four times a day versus the person who doesn't poop at all, maybe once a week, and you want to study their bodies at 60 and they go through that, pretty sure the person who poops four times a day is going to be healthier. That person, um, you know, also isn't getting their salad tossed anytime soon because it, four times a day you never know when that poop's going to come out. And you really don't want to be fresh off that, right? And be like, oh, when'd you poop last? Just 10 minutes ago, but I washed. Get in there. No, you don't want to, you don't want to pigeon someone like that. Nothing. That's horrible. Hold on. We got to finish this beer and we got to crack up on anyone. Uno momento, por favor, while I take a drink. That's right. I know, Baxter, you don't speak Spanish. Oh, yeah. By the way, I love the movie ad. Movie advertisements. If the movies were actually good, they would be honest, right? Like this one, the freak that they do one for, it's a little fuck you up for life. I don't think it's a fuck you up for life, but who knows? Who knows? Is there are two bottles of moonshine in here. This maraschino cherry soaking in there. Those maraschino cherries run. I guess the word is hot. Yes. So the come to Jesus part, <clears throat> and as we get through all this, right? Sorry about that. I should probably actually pull the mic down a little bit, but I don't because I'm just not a professional. Hold on. Let's open a beer. Well, that made a fun little thing on the, um, watch the old soundboard jump. You got these long pauses where I drink and then you got these jumps where I grunt and everything else. Um, here's the funny thing. I think we can all agree on this. The honesty in advertising, as you know, or this movie would suck. It worked, right? So it worked. Well, all right, it worked. But what does that mean? Well, quite honestly, it means nothing if you're not going to do anything after it. Here's the other issue, right? It's, it's like getting a PR hit. Okay, you're going to put it on the fridge. Like, why'd you get it? Where'd you get it? What does it mean? Advertising the right publication at the right time. Great. But now do you have the staff to support it? Do you have the concept? Do you have, do you have the thing that's going to, can you back it up? It becomes honest because it's real and because it's true. It moves forward at a faster and better rate and makes better understanding when you can actually then take it to the next level. Can you achieve more from this? And that's the crazy question because no one knows if you can. You've got, but you've got to keep pushing. I mean, people that actually push and, and, and make change and, and really, really push the boundaries consistently, those are the people that you watch, right? Those are the people that, that, make, the, that make the jump, that really push the envelope and have everyone else watching, you know? I mean, allegedly those are the Super Bowl commercials, right? And sometimes they are. But a lot of times those are just crappy. They're cute. But what do they do? Where's the call to action? Usually it's tied into something. Volkswagen with Star Wars. I mean, who knows? But it's just, it's not there. There's got to there's gotta be a theme or a story. One thing that's always bothered me, right, in, in this advertising, marketing, PR world, brand-driven world, whatever you want to call it, is baseball. With the World Series, it's up to seven games. NBA Finals. This is, well, we're going to throw the NBA Finals in this as well. Up to seven games. Now you have the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, most expensive advertising, right? You have one day, you're leaking ads, you're making it something. Whoever at the NFL created this frenzy, and someone there did, God bless you, you're smart, you deserve a raise. I don't care if you're not working there, you still get a raise. Whoever you're working for, 
you go up to them not in any other race, because I'm the person who did this. So therefore, I live in a race world. That's just how it works. Pardon me. But you have seven, up to seven games. You have the NBA, the MLB, and L, let's throw NHL in there. Let's, just, let's get the figure skaters in there as well. The toughest figure skaters in the world. My goodness. You have all of them there. There's not a thematic run of commercials. Like there's no advertising agency out there going, we're going to run seven commercials back to back. We're going to follow people. We're going to, we're going to do exper experiential stuff in between the cities. I mean, could you imagine? So let's go in between Cleveland and in between Golden State. There's got to be a city midway, like exactly halfway in between. I don't care how big or how small it is. How do you not throw a super huge NBA Finals party there for every game? Rent out every hotel. How do you not do that? How do you not make something else the location? How do you not bring other people and other brands and other concepts into this? It's silly if you don't. I mean, seriously, this is absolutely nuts. And the fact that people don't is ridiculous. It drives me fucking crazy. Same with baseball. Let's not, let's, let's not use the same one for baseball, right? Let's do something different for baseball, okay? So, where else do you love to watch baseball? The bars are packed around the ballparks, right? So, how do you not get in FaceTime? How do you not bring in other people and engage the bars in different cities? So, if you're playing in, let's say, Boston and New York, and it's a seven-game series, how do you not have a couple of booths dedicated to trash-talking and having fun? You can clean it up. Stop with your... And by the way, if you're worried about the F word or something else coming up, Shut up. Really? Grow up. The F word's everywhere. Think about more impactful words or words actually impact people at a, at, a, at a greater level than the F word. Pardon my burp. Seriously. Goodness gracious. It's so frustrating and dumb. So anyway, so you've got that, right? So you can do fan-to-fan -fan engagement. Um, you, can, you can actually have bars competing. Uh, hot weeks contests and who's toughest and who's this and who's that or the loser has to do this or has to do that You can engage cities and people MLB you can own you can buy out bars and do crazy things trust me I live in Austin, Texas man CNN's come down here and bought whole restaurants They're like this is the CNN headquarters This is CNN and there it is and they own that for a week. Don't tell me you can't do that with baseball now hockey Oh, oh, hockey. I mean, you guys have kicked yourselves in the dick enough that, I mean, it's crazy, right? But what do we do with you, hockey? You actually, the Capitals won for the first time, right? The Washington Capitals won, but Nevada was right there as well. I mean, it was, I think it was seven, was it go seven games? We won six games? I don't know. I don't really follow hockey. So forgive, forgive me for not following hockey. Hold on. Super hot and thirsty. Hold on. That doesn't mean you can't have some fun. That doesn't mean you can't engage people for multiple games. You can't have a series of ads running, a series of experiential marketing programs running, a series of things happening. Let's go in Europe and around the world and outside of the US because more of those people follow hockey probably than here. Get Canada involved a little bit, right? And let's make, you know, where, where, where trade and everything else is failing. NHL, why don't you come in and save us? 
You can. You could. You should. Dr. Trump and his weird hair. Who cares? Seriously. No one cares. You know who cares? Fans care. You know what fans want? They want something unique and different. You know what? You know what? MLB, NBA, and NHL fans dream of? They dream of a day when their series is as popular as the Super Bowl. You know what that means? It means you get up off your lazy fucking asses and you actually have to do some work. You, you marketing people, you NHL, NBA, oh my God, MLB players, all, of, all you PR, marketing, advertising firms out there that cater to them, all of you, get off your asses. Do something, man. Make it different. I don't want to see some, see a 90 mile fastball zip by me at the batting cage at the game. Not everyone can afford to go to the game. They can't. So then do different things. Do different things. Engage people in different ways. All right? I mean, imagine if you had food trucks from Cleveland expressed over, because you knew the first two games were going to be in, in, um, in Oakland. You had the Cleveland food trucks over there. Take a bite out of Cleveland, bitches. Do it, man. Let them try some dope Cleveland food. Same thing. Well, that's happening. Food trucks, warriors are over there in Cleveland. Do it. And don't have them by the stadium. Don't be a dick. Have them cruise around the city. And have it almost be like an Easter egg, right? You like those tacos? Yeah, we're brand new, man. We're super awesome. Ha ha. Everyone's getting in. And then at the very end, you're like, oh, by the way, hooker, in case you're wondering. Um, yeah, that's right. In case you're wondering, we did all that with people from Oakland, California. We're going to see how long this goes, folks. Uh, my computer screen is freaking out. It is doing a shimmy, shimmy, cocoa shimmy, shimmy, rah. I met a girl named Trixie. I don't know what's going on here. Is it going to keep popping back up? Uh, we're still recording, so this is good. I think it might just be a glitch in the uh, matrix here, but if everything blacks out and we have to start all over again, I'm going to be super, super sad because we had some good rants going on here. This is why they say I always have a secondary recording device going on. You've got to record something else, but um, that ain't happening. So anyways, um, my goodness, she is so upset right now. I wonder if it's just overheating. I don't know. It's really warm outside. I'm not going to lie to you. But those are some things you can do, right? And those are all free. But honestly, those are all free. And they're out there, Jason. No one's going to call you and be like, hey, I use one of your ideas. Where do I send the check? Fuck off. We know that's not going to happen. But what should happen and what should be happening is more engagement, more fan engagement, more interesting ideas, more things happening around this world that actually actually do something awesome and honest. Because if you're not, then what's the point? Seriously, shut up. Because you can't live for the Super Bowl. We have this economy that's growing by leaps and bounds, and yet advertising waits for the Super Bowl? You're pussies. You're horrible. You're dumb. And then what? Oh, it's $20 million for 30 seconds. We gotta do all this. Shut up. You could have, imagine what you could have done for a whole season of baseball, following a team, doing really cool experiential marketing stuff instead of that one Super Bowl ad. And guess what? You would have done better. You would have, they're not a billboard. No, and not some, I mean, not a billboard. Stop your nonsense. Go out and make things happen. Do something amazing. Be different. Set yourself apart. All right? Get a food truck and follow your favorite team. And once again, don't just hang out by the stadium. All right? Follow your favorite team. Be that company. Don't worry about the insurance. What if someone gets food poisoning? Oh, my God. Shut up. Do it. All right? You know what? Everyone says just do it because Nike just did it. And guess what? It just fucking works. Okay? 
I love this. A malty, super thin cigarettes. Pulmonary cancer, perhaps. Flavor, <laughs> for sure. There you go. See, be honest. Look at that guy. He won. Mmm. 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 So, anyways, there's that. We are going to look at. Oh, there it stopped. There we go. What we need to look at too is, especially in this world. First of all, we're going to go over these ads real quick because these these kids are killing the ad game, right? I love the cigarette ad. I think that's one I alluded to earlier. I tried to remember it. Tried to say something. Didn't really work out for me. So now we're. Uh, we're doing this one. Oh, it's getting jumpy again, right? It's getting a little jumpy, but um, we've got, let's see, this is where he's at, by the way, in case you're following the movie here, right? Um, this is uh, this is where they're actually the crazy people at the crazy farm doing the ad, right? AT&T, we're tired of taking your crap. And the idea is from AT&T, let's be honest, like Comcast, instead of changing the name to Spectrum, maybe they should have said, hey, listen, sometimes we're your only fucking option. So I've got an idea. Suck it. We're not going to be here for you. We're not therapy. You're addicted to television. You're, hey, take your Cheeto fingers. Stop banging the keys on your phone. Excuse me. And just deal with the fact that guess what? We're big, fat, liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay. We don't have good customer service. We don't really have good service. We don't have good anything. And randomly, our prices are going to jump through the roof. AT&T Cable does that, or Uverse does that, DirecTV does that. Not randomly. They just sell you in super low, and then they quadruple it, and they're like, oh, by the way, your bill now is $290 a month. All right? I mean, everyone does it. They get you in low, they get you addicted, and then you go after something. And that's just how shit works. Don't get mad. All right? That's just how it works. So, the ads worked. AT&T, you were tired of taking your cats come in the Bahamas with a couple making out on the beach. I mean, honestly, for people that are trying to, you know, what is it, when Stella got her groove back? Yeah, guess what? Some Stellas are trying to get their groove back. So, real quick, let's uh, let's jump over jump over here while this is happening and guys are trying to get hand jobs and Jaguars and everything else. Um, let's just, let's really jump into some PR fails that have happened, right? Some Some big ones. Uh, that have that have gone on, you know. One, EpiPens. Let's think about this, right? EpiPens. When they jumped up in price, when they went up four hundred percent, you know, in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, they jumped up four hundred percent. Are you kidding me? Four hundred percent. This is something people need to live, right? And it went up four hundred percent. That is a crazy number, and. They tried to justify, well, it's just, listen, man, I mean, shit happens, man. This is just what goes on. It's the EpiPen, you know, it's, hey, uh, it's just what's, what's going to happen. Sorry about that. I mean, their CEO came out and said, listen, it's fair, all right? I mean, I got to blame someone. I don't blame Obamacare. Don't blame someone else for jumping up 400%. That's you. You're greedy. You're a greedy, greedy, horrible, horrible person. Snapchat. Snapchat went, you know, back in 2016 through 2017. <laughs> They made a little bit of an error, right? I think it was actually, you know, in 2017, we're going to go public. And um, they just, well, they went blackface. And I think there's enough said, right? Uh, that's not a PR fail. That's an idiot fail, right? Theranos, do you remember them? Hmm, do you? Do you remember Theranos? And the fact that it was just a big fat lie. There was just a big, huge fat, just a, a huge fat line. 
everyone's talking about like, oh, they got a net worth of 4.5 billion. This is going to be amazing. Oh, wait, it's nothing. It's nothing at all. And then the most egregious of them all to me, the big, the big elephant in the room that I, I think is still going on, right? They're just starting the new advertising campaign. We're like, hey, by the way, guys, just want to let you know, we're super sorry. We completely screwed you. Wells Fargo, when they were just signing random people up for extra accounts and extra fees and extra things until they got caught. And they'd be like, oh, sorry. Well, that's what you signed on the dotted line for because there's dirtbags. And Wells Fargo was the epitome, once again, of bank dirtbag douchery, right? So after the whole economic fiasco and everything else that happened, what do we get? We got Wells Fargo doing it to people again in a different way. Why? Because they're crooks. They're awful fucking people. That's why. Hey, I've got an idea. Well, let's just get a good bank out there. Actually, an honest good bank. No fine print. You know what? You just want to see a car loan and be like, hey, your loan is this percentage. And by the way, it works like this. Done. And you have a loan officer to sit down and say, hey, listen, here's the reality. You can afford this. You can afford this car at this payment if you give me this much down. That's just how it works. However, looking at your bills, and why don't they ever ask you about your bills? They ask you how much you make. They never ask you how much you spend. Isn't that weird? No one ever asks how much you spend. They always assume that if you make that much, you can afford this. Not true. I know people that make a shit ton of money that can't afford a Prius. All right. So as we're back in the emotional part of this movie and we're, we're cruising along and Oh man, they're good. They're, they're going to probably fire Dudley Moore. They're just going to take over the kids. We're going to keep this theme going. We're going to CNBC. My friends at CNBC, I love CNBC. There's no way you don't love CNBC. Well, there's probably a lot of reasons, uh, but I love them. Uh, not for their economic advice, but just for stuff like this, right? So ad campaign fails. And these are ad campaigns that probably could have worked, should have worked, don't work, right? So number one, Todd Davis, lifelong. Do you guys remember this? Mm-hmm. Pause for the beer. Lifelock. This cat drove around, had a his social security number on the side of a rig, just driving around. He's like, hey man, well, here you go. Like, check it out. Try it out. Try to hack me. See what happens. Well, eh, he got fucked. They actually did get him. Lifelock didn't cover him. And uh, it actually was just kind of a big mess. Hey bro, hide that social security number, okay? Hide, I mean, I remember when social security numbers weren't that big of a deal, right? I mean, that was my that was my driver's license number uh, in Montana when I was growing up. But you know, I mean, a Texas man used it, and you know, he used he used the LifeLock guy's thing, five hundred dollar loan, and another in Georgia used the CEO's information to open an AT&T wireless account. Davis knew nothing. His company lies, hot, steaming bag of shit of lies. He was a liar and he thought he could get away with it by just creating the greatest lie of being like, hey, check it out. And guess what? They did check it out and they tried it out and you lost. Fucker. Liar. How many other people lost on that? How many other people do you think lost on that? What do you think? Huh? What do you think it is? It's too many. Too many to count. All right. There's some video game thing here. I don't know what that is. Um, oh, I sheep say ba. I haven't heard of this. This is pretty interesting. I don't.com. Uh, but just a few years ago, not every person on earth owned an iPod. And other companies still believe that they had a shot at snaring customers. Ooh, with MP3 players. 
Oh, remember MP3 players? Yeah. SanDisk came out with a product. iSheep Seba. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Listen, you're not beating Apple on the old music game. That's pretty difficult. I mean, like, now you can because you have Android. And Android's, you know, not as good as Apple. But it's not terrible. Terrible, terrible, right? But it's, it's good. All right, so here we go. Let's see here. What else do we got? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I remember this failure. Oh, yeah. Adult Swim. Trying to do these, you know, all this all this fun stuff. And, ooh, what happened? Two million in fines. The Boston Police Department. And Homeland Security. For what? For bullshit. For doing a bomb scare. You fucking morons. That's not cool. Not cool. Not cool. I don't even know why someone would think that. Groupon, um, oh wow, Super Bowl. Hey, wow, Groupon had an ad misfire campaign around the Super Bowl? Groupon? Or someone misfired around the Super Bowl? What? Hold on, they took all their money for the year and they blew it on the Super Bowl and it sucked a bag of dicks? Huh? What? They, man, we just talked about this. We just talked about this. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Lipitor, well, hey, listen, any, I consider, I consider every drug company that advertises an advertising fail. I consider every one of them because it doesn't matter what's out there, what's going on. Pardon me. Every time you hear pardon me, you just know that I'm drinking, right? All right, good. Every drug company out there, every pitch person out there, every drug company out there, just, just be honest, not good. I'm like, do you suffer from uh, being nervous around people and crowds? And do you want to go out there and enjoy life? Well, try. I don't give a fuck anymore. And what it does is it allows you to hang out and talk with people. Some of the side effects include dry mouth, nausea, diarrhea, da -da 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 -da, chronic bad breath, dry and itchy eyes, boogers, constant fucking boogers, runny nose, runny nose, runny nose, coughing up boogers, coughing up a lot of boogers. You're going to have horrible breath, you're going to shit your pants, you're going to have a runny nose, make it look like you've been doing coke all night, and you're going to be coughing up boogers, but don't worry, you're going to want to be around people. The problem is, no one's going to want to be around you. So when no one wants to be around you, then you're going to have to take another drug so that you can go overcome the depression of no one wanting to be around you because you want to be around them. Yeah. See the cycle? Fucking dirtbags. BP oil. Well, BP oil's misfire is dumping... Hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil, barrels of oil, into the ocean and just being dicks about it. Uh, that's not an advertising campaign. There's, there's no ad that comes back from it. Ooh, hold on. Ten massive advertising camp. Holiday Inn. In the 90s, Holiday Inn hotel chain decided to get with the times and undergo a billion-dollar renovation. Okay. When it was finished, they chose the Super Bowl. God bless. Can we get off the Super Bowl's dick for one minute? They uh, ran a commercial that depicted two classmates at a high school reunion. One tries to place the name of the beautiful woman standing before him, and a few guests he figures it out. The vision of beauty before him used to be named Bob. No way. The reason that since thousands of dollars that Bob had spent has been a success, wouldn't? Oh, and wouldn't the same hold true for a billion-dollar hotel? Oh, wow. So they tried to go transgender... Back in 1997, it was, oh, well, mm, yeah, LBG, LGBT community boycotted it. 
I mean, listen, you could have actually just made that your hotel to go at. You didn't have to boycott them. You could have been like, hey, this is now our new hotel and we love it. Um, you know, it, it could have been, it could have gone that way, right? But no, I, I understand why you guys got upset still. Oh man, Fort Lauderdale, Spirit Airlines. Check out the oil on the beaches. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. Spirit Airlines, they're a, bunch of, they're a bunch of weirdos. They really are. Sorry, Spirit Airlines, but... You guys do some shit that I just don't like. I just, I don't condone it, Spirit. I just don't. I don't condone it. I don't condone what you guys do. Nothing. Sorry, kids. That's just how that shit works. Anyways, those are your advertising fails. They're supposed to line up with our wonderful movie here of Crazy People. Crazy People. So one of the other things that happens here at Crazy People, and, and it's, it's very interesting, right, is that we actually, um, we get to this point where the CEO has, has taken credit. He's actually taken credit for the work that other people have done. And sometimes CEOs do that, and I guess if you're prepared for it, you're probably, probably not um, that upset about it, but sometimes you are, right? And those people got really upset, and he's like, fuck him, we can do this, we can be honest. You're an inherent liar. You, you really, you probably can't be honest, but he thought he could. Here's the beautiful part about this, and this is what I, I really love, is one that he, he fails miserably, right? The whole team fails miserably because they're used to lying, and they want to lie. So he's frustrated, you know, fortified pharmacists recommend Bayer. We don't know who those pharmacists are, especially the fifth one. That's just, come on, no one knows. By the way, who are those fortified? Have you ever been to a pharmacist that recommended you bear? Have you ever talked to a pharmacist? Who's talking to these pharmacists to get this information? This is fascinating to me. Anyways, um, the, the idea then, what it comes down to really is teamwork, right? It kind of comes down to teamwork. And teamwork works, you know, on culture. So teamwork and culture do kind of work together, right? They do fit this, this bill of being like, okay, well, we are friends. What does this look like? And how do we work together? And then, you know, this, whether you're a CEO or whether you're just a boss who takes credit for other people's work because you don't want to, you don't want to look bad, if you will. Here's the deal. You know what makes you look good? When the people that you are engaging with, the people that you're training, the people that you are, are touching on a day-to-day -day basis, when they're putting out amazing work, guess what? You look good. You look great. So when you walk in, you're like, hey, by the way, this is the person. This is the person, you know, Sally or Tom did this. They did a great job. Man, you're not going to believe how wonderful their work is. You know why their work's great? Because you're their boss. Because you demand greatness. Because you you have them achieving greatness. Because you're doing you're expecting great work out of them, and in expecting great work out of them, you get great work out of them. And in getting great work out of them, the company gets great work, and it shows that you're a good leader. All right, you can't do it all on your own. If you could do it all on your own, well, guess what? Then you're shit for having people around you. What do you need? Yes, people. You need someone to just blow sunshine up your ass all day long, huh? You need someone to get you your coffee. Get a secretary. Stop. Get your own coffee. Seriously, don't be a dick but these this idea that all of a sudden everyone out there start taking credit for other people's work and this was big in the 90s it was a big push in the 90s right I think there was a cultural change that happened 
as people got bigger and you know they started they started diversifying workforces if you will a little bit and, and changing up things guess what that change that came at that that came at a great win for workers that allowed you to move up right it allowed you to see things that were happening now the beautiful part is is that they kind of win and they kind of lose in crazy people and by they kind of win and they kind of lose you know, they came out and they said, hey, listen, we need all, we need X, Y, and Z for our people. We have to have it. And the CEO said, no, I'm going to take credit for this. He took credit. They failed miserably. And now, now they're getting their just desserts. And here's the funny thing. They don't want $100 million. They don't want 10% of gross sales after something that they've done. You know what they wanted? They wanted a car. These people just wanted a car to call their own. These crazy assholes just wanted a car. And they had a dream car in mind. And it wasn't anything extravagant or crazy. They just had a dream car in mind. And in the world of having these dream cars in mind, they got it. And if you can learn something, if you're a manager, if you're a leader of any kind, the things that you can learn from this are really simple, right? One, don't take credit for other people's work. In fact, celebrate the work of others celebrate them around their coworkers and let them know because that's 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 important it's important to know who did the work why they did the work and what made the work so fucking important and to find out what their reward system is you know they have that goofy book love languages or whatever man you got to find out your your work language for your people you have to understand and really embrace what motivates them for this group of crazy people it was cars right it was crazy fun cars you know a jaguar a 57 chevy we got a convertible corvette that's just a, i mean there you go they win they they've got they've got ribbons on them they've got their names on them i mean this is what it's about and these people are so excited they're so so excited and what did it cost them what did it cost them effort right you got to put the ribbons on you got to get the names right you got to understand what the people want and then delivery meeting the expectation not getting a car that just says jaguar but meeting the expectation getting them a real jaguar to drive around can you find the things that motivate your people to meet their expectations can you do it that's the question if you can you're going to have a team forever you have a team that if you move on or they move on guess what you're always going to be there you're always going to work together or you can steal ideas, you can, you can sneak your way to the top, if you will, and in that sneaking of the way to the top, you're gonna fail one day, miserably. And what works around these people, right? You work around these people, you're like, how'd they get this job? What are they doing? Oh, they just snuck their way to the top. Oh, okay, well, that's cute. That's cute. Don't be that person, man. Be the person that rewards other people. Be the person that celebrates others. Be the person that understands the needs, the wants, the desires, and the motivations that moves them forward. All right, enough of that. Because here's the one thing: this one guy who actually wrote some pretty good ads, his car wasn't on the uh, wasn't on the semis. He's pretty disappointed, and you you can't blame him for being disappointed. Well, the reality was they just didn't fit, and this is where once again, I mean, he's just like, oh man, they forgot me. I'm always forgotten. He's not, because guess what he wanted? He just wanted an old Saab. He just wanted an old, beat-up Saab. That's all he wanted. Nothing else. Just a Saab.
just a son. And he got it. And the look on his face, man, you got to watch this movie because the look on the, first of all, the disappointment. And then the look on his face, oh, it's money. And it's money because it's him. Because he's like, this is all I wanted. Because I didn't want a Ferrari, I didn't need a Lamborghini. I didn't need, I wanted the soft. That's what I wanted. These assholes got their roof up, driving by. If you, have you driven by someone to give them a high five? Yeah, it hurts your hand like hell. <clears throat> it's not good. It's not, it does not feel good. Does that, excuse me, please. <clears throat> it does not feel good at all. But this is what also success looks like. They're driving around, they're having fun, they're smiling, they're laughing. You know, usually you get this uh, work hard, play hard kind of idea, and everyone's like, oh, and everyone says that. It's so dumb. And by the way, you hear a company that says, work hard, play hard, let me tell you something right now. There's a part of me that tells you, run for the hills. Just run, just run away from them. Because either A, they've got a dork in HR. Oh, look at that. You hear that? Yeah, that's my little outdoor friends. They're waking up. All the bugs are waking up. They're either a dork in HR or they're the most they're the least creative people in the world to express what their company does. There's no work hard, play hard. No. There's work hard and am I going to understand you and who you are? There's a culture of understanding or there's a culture of work. And that's okay if there's a culture of work. There's nothing wrong with that. Boy, that bug is super. I've got these special microphones from Bobby, right? Uh, who runs the secret studio. Guy's the jam. Hold on. Yeah. And uh, you can hear the little, you can see the little huzz. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the soundboard, the little digital soundboard. It's picking every little thing up. So I know you guys are going to hear it. Yeah, there's the bug again. Yeah. Uh, and these mics really are, are, are much better than the other mics. So imagine the other mics, right? So you get all fired up as you want, but the other mics, man, they would have picked up traffic sounds from 20 miles away. So thank you, Bobby, for letting me use these mics all the time. I greatly appreciate it. And I can't wait for the distance runners and myself to do, oh yeah, hey, you know what? We'll do a drop a little information here. Uh, Bobby C at the Secret Studio with the mics and some other great guys, um, great guys. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. I could, or I might actually just write their fun bios. I'm going to for sure do Bobby's bio. I'm not letting him introduce himself. He's going to play it down and he's, he's too big of a deal. But um, yeah, uh, we're going to do three amigos, which is going to be fun. So there's a little spoiler alert. I mean, I guess not spoiler. There's a little dropping a little info, a little 411, a little heads up of what's going on for sure. So anyways, um, you know, to the culture thing. Once again, work hard, play hard. No offense, just run away. They don't know what they're talking about. That just means they that just means they don't understand you, right? You want you want a company that understands you, your desires, and what you want, or you want a company, quite honestly, that just lays it out. They're just really, really honest and just lays it out and says, "Hey, this is what we do, and these are the these are the ways that we facilitate people, and this is all we're ever going to do." So we do X, Y, and Z. You get uh, bagels on Friday. You get uh, tacos on Tuesday. Um, you get uh, free shoes every two years from Nike, whatever shoes you want. And uh, if you're here for longer than a year, guess what? You get a you got to keep the laptop. That whatever laptop you might you might get a new laptop that day and quit. You got to keep it. At least you know. At least you're going in and you know exactly what's going on. You know the the problem is is the other people that don't allow those things to happen, right? And in all that nonsense, that's where you. That's where you fucking lose. That's where everyone loses, quite honestly. That's where we all lose. Um, yeah.
So there you have it. There's that. There's your uh, company culture HR warning for all you companies out there like, oh, we work hard, play hard. Stop saying that because you don't. You work hard. There's not a company out there that does unless you're in Italy. And then guess what? Italy is true work hard, play hard, right? They work. They do great work. They have like three-hour lunches. Uh, they get paid double in December because they want you to be able to afford holiday gifts and a little bit of travel. They get 12 weeks of vacation. They work hard, play hard. If you're not offering, if you're not doing cool shit like that, you don't work hard, play hard. You know what you do? You work hard. And then you offer cool shit for a day or two to, um, to relax your mind. That's all. And that's not the same thing. It's not. You want to work hard, play hard? Do this podcast with Jason Dick and I. We work hard, play hard. You're like, well, where's Jason Dick then? He's sleeping right now because that guy gets up at like 4 a.m., okay? Or he's laying naked in his pool. Just him floating naked in his pool. Woo! There you go. Have that image while I finish my beer. By the way, our lady counselor just got fired, which is crazy. She got fired because she was trying to release some of the crazy people. And the CEO, the guy who runs the loony bin, yeah, the crazy farm, he doesn't want them to go because he's getting paid by the advertising guy to keep those ads coming out. And yeah, and they're happy because they just got cars. And this is why people need good people around them to understand what's going on. What is the business that is happening? And when you understand the business that is happening, right? When you just ban Roland for people who, oh, Dudley Moore's head is in the way. Van Rowland didn't play enough. Pretend not to stink. Well, that's cute. I like, I like that. There you go. But he's like running an ad agency now out of the crazy farm. That's crazy. That part's crazy. It's amazing. But you know what? I'm sure this would happen. You know why this would happen? Because money's involved. And when money's involved and rewards are involved, there's always someone up above. And that person up above, guess what? They're just, man, they're fucking everything up. They're killing the mojo. They're killing the culture. They're killing the ideals. They're destroying things. You can't, listen, in everything that you do, and everything that's fun. I remember I sat down with a guy, and we were doing business together, and I said, hey, listen, I just want to get this laid out. And I only want to get it laid out in details because there's money coming in and I don't want this money to ruin our friendship. I just don't. I don't want it to. And, you know, we laid some stuff out and it was cool. We worked together. Well, he came back and we were talking again and he's like, hey, I want to work with you again. And we tried to do some stuff. And I finally sent an email and I said, hey, listen, we got to stop this. There's other people. There are other cooks in the kitchen. And I said, listen, we're not, we're not moving forward. We're not doing anything. We're doing nothing. You know why? Value our friendship more. I, just, I value the friendship more. Now, probably the only thing that bummed me out is that he and or the other people that were involved did not reply back and go, you know what, That's it's, it's really respectful that you went from a business to a personal decision. You value personal relationships over business. It really sucks that, now maybe it just doesn't have to be said. Maybe I'm just being a sensitive Nelly there. But when it wasn't said or done, I was like, okay, you know. I guess it was, you know, for me, it was always personal and I always liked the people, but maybe for them, you know, it was leverage and it was business. It's like, let's, we can experiment and try stuff out over here and we can get pushed in different directions and you know what, we'll just do it. Who knows? Who knows? But for me, it was always uh, personal first and, and, and friendship and, you know, it always bums me out when you see things like that or uh, when you feel things like that and, you know, maybe I should be the bigger person who, um, who emails and goes, hey man, by the way. 
I sent this email. I never heard anything back. And uh, quite honestly, it just bummed me out a little bit. And I should probably do that. You know, now that I say that out loud, if it really does bum me out, I should, I should send that email. See, this is like therapy sometimes, right? We just had a little group therapy. All you people listening every day. Man, thanks. See, there's bounce. I just, you know what I did though? I just bounced an idea off you. Uh, you didn't get a respond back. There's probably someone screaming in their car when they're listening to this going, no, that's not what you do. This is what you do. Why are you an idiot? Well, because I am. I don't know. I mean, why am I not? I've always been a little bit of a, you know, cornball, crazy person. That's for sure. I mean, come on now. Not that I belong in a nut house in any way, shape, or form, but um, I do think, you know, some of my crazy ideas probably, uh, you know, and should end up there, I guess, right? Well, should they end up there? Probably. I mean, who knows? There's just there's too many, you know, there's one, and what's the, what's the limit, or what's the depth, what's the line? Where do we draw between crazy and entrepreneurial or engagement, right? Is it success? Is that the, is that the difference maker? I'm wondering if that's, that, the reason I ask is I wonder if that's the difference maker, right? Is that I'm crazy because a lot of my ideas haven't taken off, right? Some have had some monitor success, mild success, right? And then I've failed them. Some have had mild success because I've pushed as hard as I can and they've failed me. But you know, putting a car in space, like that batshit crazy, but you're Elon Musk, so, eh, I mean, that's entrepreneurial wizardry, right? We're putting a car in space. That's just, I'm just me being cool. I'm just cool as fuck. So that's what I do. I date supermodels, I got billions of dollars. It's me, it's Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates. And Bill Gates, no offense to you, Bill Gates, you ain't cool. Microsoft, you can always sponsor us, don't worry about a thing. But Bill Gates, you're not cool. Jeff Bezos, I'm, I don't know what happened to you. I believe in some capacity something changed, right? He was this kind of nerdy, slouchy guy, and now he's like this shredded, bald guy. And I mean, if we lived in comic books, he could become a villain at some point. Like there could be an accident on the Amazon shipping floor and he could take part of his arm and then he, he rebuilds it, but it's better than ever. And then, you know, he's, he's like, oh, hold on. These eyes didn't work that well anyways. Let me make myself better eyes. And I mean, you know this, you know the story, right? And I don't think I really am saying anything new. Amazon, you can still sponsor me. I'll, you know, I'm not thinking I'm being disparaging Jeff Bezos. I'm putting him in a comic book and he's a villain because he's worth like $70 billion. It's crazy. It's crazy that in the world of $70 billion, right, there's him. Just him. You know, some people say that the, uh, the you know, uh, the Sam Tripoli's of the world and others will say that the, the um, sheiks and the, air, and, the, and, the, and the people in the Middle East that have all the oil money, that they're worth trillions, right? That this, you know, almost $100 billion category, they're like, that's cute. That's so cute. I really like that. But we fuel the world and we're worth trillions of dollars. I don't know, man. Trillions, a lot of, that's a lot of money. And that's that's not even generational stuff, right? That is, that's thousands of years stuff. That is, oh no, no. I mean, my kids could break apart and 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 cover this whole world, and none of them are ever were. They could, this the kids could open their own thiefdoms for the next hundred years all around the world, and they would still never have to work, and their thiefdoms would run on Lamborghinis, Goldschlager, Crest toothpaste. Uh, tied with Febreze, I think that's the most expensive one, and linen, everything linen, but always pressed. As soon as it gets a wrinkle, change it out. 
you go dry clean that other one, change it out. Never a wrinkle, but always linen. Oh, that'd be beautiful. That'd be crazy, right? If you could just always linen, never a wrinkle. And there's almost a part of linen where you want a wrinkle. You want a lot of wrinkles. A lot of stuff happening. So, you're still following the movie, right? Dudley Moore's left. Daryl Hannah. She keeps saying she's been writing to her brother and that no one believes her. And, um, you know, Dudley Moore's alone in this big, beautiful mansion. Probably still getting paid. I don't know what's going on. Who knows? But now the CEO of the crazy person place, the nut house, the loony bin, that guy, he is now going to try to run the crazy people to write compelling, honest advertising. And once again, it goes back to kind of this culture and this idea, you're, you're wrong there. That's not what works. That's not what is going to happen or what's going to work. And you know what? He's right now, he's going through the, a little gift box from the kids. A little gift box of pictures from his buddy who says hello all the time. They're playing volleyball without a ball. And he realizes that he's done more than make friends. These ads and these ideas, what he's done, he's changed lives. He's literally changed lives. And he's changed lives with honesty. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about that he has gone forward and he's changed lives with honesty. And in that, he's realized that Daryl Hannah was being honest with him. That even though she's a little crazy, she's a little emotionally off, for sure, because she's got the hots for Dudley Moore, and she's Daryl Hannah. Hello, these were when Splash was around. Come on, it's Daryl Hannah. It's really attractive woman. Well, excuse me real quick. <coughs> got dry throat, I'm coughing, I'm drinking beer. This is, verbally, it's not a very good podcast. I apologize. Hmm. But he finds out that maybe, just maybe, her brother exists. And what if he does? Can you rescue? Can you rescue her? Can you rescue all the crazy people? Can you rescue the concept of honesty in advertising? Right? I, mean, I think this is when they come out with the Sony advertisement. You know, um, Sony, we make better computers because Caucasians are just too tall. He goes something like that. It's very funny. I really enjoy that one. I'll, um, I'll find that one. I'll post it on Instagram for you guys. I promise you. But um, this honesty craze, like, can he rescue it? Because now it needs rescuing. Because now it's back in the hands of Chuck Fucker and the guy who runs the insane asylum. Nothing but the worst. You can't trust a person. By the way, do you think I forgot Chuck Fucker? Did you think after 15 minutes in or 10 minutes in, and now we're, we're almost an hour and a half in that I forgot Chuck fucker. Are you kidding me? How dare you? Charles F. D. Drucker, the Chuck fucker. That's just what he is. It's what he does. He's an awful human being. He's a Chuck fucker. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, Chuck fuckers, Chuck fuckers going to fuck it up again here. And how do you avoid and where do you avoid the Chuck fuckers of the world? They're out there. The Chuck fuckers are out there. So what are you going to do? And really, it does come down to you, right? I mean, you can have all these motivational speaker guys talking about all this stuff you can do and da-da-da-da-da. But seriously, when a Chuck fucker comes and a Chuck fucker is going to come, what are you going to do to stop him, right? Chuck fuckers. How do we stop them? 
Not as Chuck Fucker. Um, I don't have the sounding board, so I, I don't believe Chuck Fucker's as funny as Maggie's uh, uh, Stri Strictly Missionary. Um, but I think it's I think it's right up there, right? Like I think there is I think there's something there. I think there's I think there's something there with Chuck Fuckers. I don't know. We gotta talk, I gotta talk to Jason Dick. Maybe maybe I'll email some mags about that and see what's going on over at Circle Brew. We'll figure out what's going on. But just because she's funny, that's just a funny kid. I don't care where you work. When you're funny, you're funny. Let me finish this beer and I gotta open one more. Hold on, please. All right, that one's done. There's another one in us. And uh, then, well, I don't know. We'll probably go in. This movie's almost over. It's not a terribly long film. That's it. That's the good news and the bad news, right? Um, good news and bad news. Not terribly long. But also, I mean, that's good. Actually, that's good for me, right? This is really good for me. Uh, only because if this was like some, if this was Gone with the Wind or some shit like that, God, you could not want to hear me talk that long, right? So, uh, by the way, everyone shit the bed. Everyone failed. And hold on. There we go. And Sony's left. So now the CEO of the nut farm is feeling the pressure from the from Chuck Fucker, the CEO of the advertising agency. Paul Reiser's caught in the middle once again. He doesn't know what to do. And the crazy people are doing what they do. Except for they're not being led. They're not being honed. That crayon isn't being sharpened by a manager and being celebrated by other people. Instead, what's gone on is now they're just back to being crazy. They're back to that dull crayon they're, they're trying to color in the lines, but they can't. You know, Daryl Hannah's freaking out now. She's going after someone. She's yelling. They've been all pissed off. But what they what they can't articulate is that they're, the sharpener's gone. The person who led them, the leader, the, 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 the person when they were divided that brought them together, that, that put a, a volleyball out there in the, in, the, in the volleyball game where there was no, when there was no volleyball, the guy that got them the cars, the guy that, that pushed them a little bit, but also encouraged them when they needed it, that person is gone. And they can have all the fancy jackets and everything else they want, but now they're regressing. And they're regressing back to their old habits of only saying hello and Daryl Hannah's running away. Why? Because they're lost, man. It's super simple. They're lost. So you're a manager out there? Are you losing your people? Just curious. Just if you're a PR, if you're a PR company, I can tell you this. You're failing and losing your people, and I can tell you why. It's super simple. By the way, there's a, there's a whole ending coming. It's going to be beautiful. Let me take a drink of beer, and then I'm going to real quick lay on PR people. We're going to go over marketing, advertising, PR, and then we're going to call it a night. So hold on real quick. All right, the PR rant here. Here's the problem. In PR, and this is probably in the same with marketing and advertising, maybe a little bit of design. I doubt design, though is you become the best at what you do and you move farther and farther away from working with media people, creating strategy, doing this, and instead you go to administrative work when pitching business. And all your only goal is just to bring money in. And then you, you razzle-dazzle, you do these great calls, you have this great information, you have so much fun, yada, yada, yada. You do this dog and pony fuck show. And then you hand it off to someone with two years of experience, you say, run this account, build a media list, do this. I just went over a media list today. It was dog shit. You know why? Because no one knew what the fuck they were doing. Why? PR firm. There's no, there's no, there's no part where they're invested in the company. I don't say, oh, I'm a PR firm. We invest. No, you don't. If you have a VP that pitches business and you have an account executive that builds media lists, you don't invest in the company. All right? You've got shit for brains. That's not how it works. That's not how it ever should work. 
And the fact that it does is damn near criminal in my mind. It is criminal that this is what they do. And then they show you some business wire list of, of, of where their press release went and they go, hey, look, look at all these hits. That's also bullshit. And I, you know, if business wire, the balls to come on here, we could talk about how it's bullshit real quick and then have some fun and talk about something else. But PR, unfortunately, you know why journalists hate them and why everything happens that's bad with them is because they are inevitably con artists in some capacity as firms. Not necessarily people, although the people can be shady as shit. No offense to the person that came on that came on my show, recorded, did everything, and then at the last minute freaked out about the comments that he or she said, and then you know wanted everything retracted and edited and everything else. And this is not an editing podcast. I'm not going to edit this part out, right? You know, and this person's like, well, maybe we can work together on something else. Maybe we can. I'd love to. I'd love to help your firm out. I'd love to write the ship and make sure that your upper level management is working hard as your lower level management and there's more training involved in A level than anything else. I would love to make sure that you're not using media lists, but instead that 30% of your time is spent reading. Just reading. Just reading. Isn't that a novel, novel concept? Reading and watching TV. You want to pitch TV? Better watch TV. Just, a, just, just something you might want to think about, you fucks. So anyways, there's that part. We went over marketing a little bit, right? And the failures of marketing. Marketing, PR, all the nonsense of the fact that marketing pay, puts money in all the wrong places. They can track microtransactions or micro growth. You know, when they don't put it in word of mouth because it's harder to track word of mouth. It is. But guess what else? If you don't understand the buy cycle of your customer, if you don't understand the point of interest to the point of purchase to how long until they purchase the next product or the same product again or how long the life cycle of what your product lives out there for, then there's no sense in doing marketing anyways, all right? Figure out how often someone buys your product. Figure out how long it takes them to go from interest to purchase. Then you can lay out a calendar. And then in that calendar, you can not only intermingle word of mouth but you can also put in your paper click and all your other shit and you actually figure out when or what works instead of thing like oh i did something in june and look at our sales numbers in july if the life cycle buy of your customer is six months then you might want to look back six months ago but you better fucking understand the difference in cycles of when things buy and when they don't and when they sell and what activates customers because if you don't know that and you can't figure it out that and you can't tie it back to the economics of what's really going on you're fucking lost you're just lost so, Dudley Moore, we're going to close out with this, right? Dudley Moore found Daryl Hannah's brother, who's in the military. They got some big helicopter. If Tim Kennedy was here, he would know the name of the helicopter. He'd probably know all the wars it was used in and how many times he's, you know, jumped out of it and into a lake or, or shimmied down on a run. It's probably not called shimmying down, right? <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> There's problem repelling. <laughs> you just shimmy down. God, hey Tim, do you do a lot of shimmying? You'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, and the, the rope. And he goes repelling, because he's an adult. I'm a child. Yeah, whatever that is. But they, um, you know, they figured it out. He went and he rescued them. He and he didn't just rescue them from the from the nut house. He rescued them from assholes. And now he's got his firm. And now he's pitching honesty. And now he's showing understanding and now what he's doing is he's creating better and it's fun sony because caucasians are just too damn tall there you go there's the thing is that the, i think it closes out the movie and that's the end you guys here was my solo podcast because someone didn't want their podcast aired it'll never happen again 
not saying my solo podcast won't happen. We'll wait for your uh, your feedback and insights on this. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, hey, um, this was it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I'm going to finish this beer. I'm going to hang out outside and just kind of reflect on this a little bit and think about it. I may have been a little bit repetitive. I'm already thinking about where I made mistakes and, and where we won and lost and all that jazz. But um, most importantly, people, uh, thanks for everything, you know. Um, you know, it was, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. This is fun. Once again, I can't thank everyone enough uh, for, for listening, downloading, subscribing, the five stars, the reviews. They mean a lot. So uh, please keep them coming. And, um, you know, once again, if you're interested in doing something different, not just having me read copy at the beginning of a of a podcast, but actually engaging with people and having fun, then uh, then we should talk. If all you want is to read copy and burn through money, you should send me a check. Uh, you don't you don't have to waste your time on someone reading copy or, or reading out some stupid URL Just send me a check and that, that'll suffice, right? It'll just suffice um, Anyways You guys thanks again for everything talking during movies podcast at gmail.com for anything you want to know anything you want to chat about uh, Talking during movies Instagram quite honestly is at talking during movies Instagram. It's it's our jam 85% of our traffic comes from there 5% comes from Twitter, talk during movies. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. You know, we don't do Facebook. Um, you know, we got the rest is word of mouth. We got a website, talkingduringmoviespodcast.com, and that's fun, but uh, I don't really update it that much. I'm not very good at it, so that's probably another issue of mine. I'm really just trying to drag this out just exactly to an hour and 30. So if you guys are wondering why there's some rambling going on, that's what it is. And I'm actually going to wait for this because at the end, you're going to hear my daughter sing about the time that she effectively just took a cute little deuce. So, here's Harper singing about her poop. See ya.